You are listening to episode 46 of the Happy Outdoor Families podcast. I am so glad you're here and I am happy to be sharing another fun interview with you today. I had the chance to sit down with blogger and fellow podcaster, Audrey Withicum, who is the host of the Outdoorsy Families podcast. So just by hearing the title of her podcast, you can probably guess that the two of us have a lot in common. But something that's really interesting and unique about Audrey's situation is that she is currently living full-time at a summer camp with her family. I am a huge fan of summer camp. I grew up going to camp and working at camps, and so I was very excited to get to sit down and talk with her a little bit more about what that experience is like. Listen in. Welcome to Happy Outdoor Families, the podcast that encourages and equips families to spend more time exploring and playing together outside. I am your host, Emily Eisenbarger, and I hope that as you listen in each week, you will feel inspired and excited about reconnecting your kids and yourselves with the outdoors, whatever that looks like for you. Join with me as we dive into the beauty, the benefits, and the challenges of taking life outside. Thanks for listening. Audrey Withicum is a wife, mother of two, and former teacher. Audrey is passionate about seeking adventures, from mountain biking to exploring hot springs. She and her family have made it a whole lifestyle as they currently live full-time at a summer camp in Minnesota. When Audrey isn't out adventuring with her family and spending time outdoors, she is blogging and podcasting about being an outdoorsy family. I am so thankful to be able to sit down and talk with Audrey about her outdoor life. Audrey, welcome to Happy Outdoor Families. Hi, I'm so excited to be on your podcast today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I feel like it's been a long time coming. I'm super excited for us to get to sit down and have a conversation. Um, I love that we're able to talk just from having the experience of both doing podcasting um, that's outdoor related and just having, I think, kind of really similar interests. And I'm excited to hear a little bit more of your story. So um, to start off, can you share a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah. So my name is Audrey Withicum, and I live in northern Minnesota at a summer camp on a beautiful clear lake with my husband who is the camp director here, and then with our two young children. My son, River, is four, and my daughter, Hattie, is going to be two in November. That's awesome. Okay, so I'm really excited to talk about the fact that you live at a summer camp because this is like the coolest thing to me and is, was pretty much like my dream as a child to live at summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> so Tell us a little bit about this camp that you're at. Like what happens there? What kind of camp is this? So our camp is a Christian camp. It's um, part of the Lutheran denomination. And it is a camp that runs summer programming. I think it's like eight, eight weeks out of the summer. Uh, we have kids ranging from ages seven to 18 coming here. And then we also have a sister camp that's north of here north of 
the northern Minnesota region that I'm in. There's even more mm-hmm. north of me. Um, and it's on what's called Lake Vermilion. And they also run programming out of there. And they also do like the backcountry canoeing trips into the boundary waters from that site. Ooh, fun. Yeah. And then the rest of the year, I should say, we have a lot of retreats and rental groups and so more older adult groups, it seems, are more common in the off season. So I grew up going to camp. I went to a YMCA camp that sounds like kind of similar. It's just kind of general outdoor recreation, fun summer camp. And I, I knew a girl who her dad was the camp director and they lived there. And when I found that yeah. out, it like blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> you live here. This is amazing. And so now I just like think about your kids and I'm like, yeah, that's going to be your kids. They're going to be the envy of all the camp kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes so I think they already are in some ways. The kids will always try to get their attention and my kids are kind of shy and they just kind of ignore them, (laughs) but everybody's always trying to get them to play with them and it's not happening yet. I'm sure it will when they get older, but (laughs) yeah, that's so fun. So what led to this fairly unique lifestyle that you have? Like what, what led to you being at a summer camp and working at a summer camp and um, what are some of the things that you have loved about it? Yeah. So it's actually been a really interesting journey. My husband and I met at a summer camp in North Idaho, where he's from, and we ended up getting married in Idaho, and he actually ran a YMCA day camp out of the small town that we lived in Idaho, Uh, and then he was a ski instructor in the summers. But when I finished my teaching certification, we ended up moving to Utah, to Salt Lake City area, and so we lived there for almost five years. Our son was born in 2017. And after he was born, we started kind of doubting whether we wanted to stay in Salt Lake City because I grew up in a rural setting and my husband grew up in a small town. And we just felt like we didn't have any time as a family living in the city with how much we were commuting between work and daycare. And and we felt like we were seeing our son for like three hours a day when he was awake. And I started wondering if I really wanted to be teaching or if I wanted to be home with him after, after a summer spent at home, I was really doubting whether I wanted to continue to be a work, a working mom. And my husband was working at a summer camp in Salt Lake city uh, that didn't have a Christian focus. And he just really started feeling like he wanted to go back into Christian camp ministry. And so he started this uh, search for a camp, which actually led us to Oklahoma, where I'm from, for a brief amount of time at a summer camp in Oklahoma. Um, Unfortunately, that camp had a lot of financial issues going on. And from there, we ended up moving to a lot more stable camp in northern Minnesota, where we've been now for almost two years. So it really was our son that brought this out in us. We were really happy in Salt Lake before we had kids and just realized, like, we need to change our lifestyle because this isn't really how we actually want to raise our kid in this urban setting and just kind of, you know, 
not having as much family time as we wanted. Yeah, that's that's a big transition. I know. So you were able to make that decision and, and make yeah. that change for your family. That's so cool. Yeah, we jumped into something big. <laughs> yeah. So you went from, you know, full-time working. Um, you said you were a teacher, so you were at a school um, in a city mm-hmm. to stay-at-home mom at a camp. What was that transition like, making that big lifestyle change? Yeah, so the first camp we were at was in very rural Oklahoma. Uh, The nearest, like, I'd say, like, decent grocery store was 45 minutes away. And there, it was, it was kind of a hard transition to just being in that area. That area was, it was hard for us to meet friends and, um, but we did love the outdoor time that we had at that camp. Uh, my son and I would take daily walks down through the camp. It was about a mile round trip along this creek. And we would stop and play and throw rocks in the creek and wade in the creek. And I loved walking, just walking camp with him. And he was really little then. He was like a year and a half old. And it was just really fun to see his joy in having all that outdoor time and just having that space for him to play and explore. So I did love that, but the community piece of it was really hard. And even moving to Northern Minnesota then, um, because the pandemic hit shortly after we moved here, uh, and my daughter was born two and a half weeks after we moved here, uh, was hard for that community piece as well. But you know, we have really just loved um, Minnesotans' outdoor spirit and their willingness to embrace getting outside in any weather. And we've also embraced that culture as well. So we will play, I'd say up to negative 20. Once it's negative 20, it starts getting pretty hard because I feel like (laughs) your eyelashes are freezing. Um, (laughs) But we'll get out when it's zero or negative five and at least play for 20 minutes or so in little short spurts throughout the day. I'm pretty sure that if it got to minus 20 in Tennessee, everything would shut down. It would be like a state <laughs> of emergency. Yeah, I'm sure it would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so this is kind of a side note, but because you're bringing up winter, I wonder, um, do you have any advice for – families who do want to get out, like in all types of weather, what do you do when it does get down to those really cold temperatures? Like how do you prepare yourself to go out and play? So I think first of all, I make it part of our routine from the beginning of, you know, like when it's nice outside. So from summer on, and we just are consistently continuing that routine that after we have breakfast, we get ready and we go outside. So that's, something that we always try to do. That's kind of changing for me this year now that my son is doing preschool twice a week. So we'll have to see how consistent I stay on those days that we have preschool early. Are we really going to get up earlier? I don't know. Um, But Mm -hmm. then the other part is I don't think you need to feel like you need to spend hours outside. And this is actually something my sister and I have talked about. She gets outside with her son a lot, but she said, you know, in winter, she just doesn't feel like it's worth it to do all the bundling to be outside for 20 minutes. And so their outdoor playtime kind of drops quite a bit when it gets cooler. And they live in Virginia. 
And I say, well, you know, 20 minutes is still like something. And especially once it gets really cold, it's important to just take what you can. So I usually just try to squeeze in a morning session and an afternoon session. And we just try to have all of their gear like pretty well organized in boxes where they know where they can grab their mittens and we can get shoes on quickly. So I try to streamline that process of getting all the bundling layers on and getting out the door as quickly as possible. But I think just having it part of a routine and just knowing that even if it's 15, 20 minutes, it's still worth it to get outside with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. It can be hard when there's all of that prep work. But if you think about it, like even if you are just getting out for 20 minutes, if you're doing that every day, you know, that adds up, you know, once you get to the end of the week, you've been outside for a couple of hours. And I know a lot of the research shows that just a couple of hours a week can produce some really awesome benefits from that outdoor yeah. time. So, yeah. And my husband it. also is really passionate about getting outside. So usually I'll do those two sessions with him and then he will take them outside in the dark when he's done working at, at five he turns on lights and they go and sled in the dark. <laughs> Aww, so yeah, fun. he sets up like a little spotlight even sometimes. And so he really makes sure that they get that time too, especially if, you know, we're running errands that day and we don't get in two sessions, then he'll make sure that he gets them out, even if it's in the dark and it's negative 20. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am amazed. <laughs> I have not had a with children yet, so my hat's off to you. So just getting back to camp life and you're mm-hmm. you living out there at camp, um, we talked about kind of some of those things that you love about that. Are there downsides to camp and things that make that more challenging? Yeah, there are definitely some downsides. And I think the biggest for me, especially as a stay-at-home mom, is the housing Uh, because camps can be really quirky and, you know, unlike whenever you're shopping for a place to rent or a place to buy and you have options, like when you're moving into a camp, you don't have an option for what your housing is going to look like. It's whatever they have available for you. So the two camps we've lived at have both had very small, small living spaces, Um, we moved from a 2000 square foot suburban house in Salt Lake city and now live in maybe a thousand square feet. So we had to downsize a lot of stuff and I have to be very selective with how many toys we have in the house and how many clothes we all have. And just trying to limit the amount of stuff we have as a family of four sharing a pretty small space. So I think the housing is a pretty big downsize and then downside And I think the other downside is during the summer, um, because my husband does a lot of the programming at the camp, he is very busy. Like he works a lot of times, like 80 hours a week. And so because of that, we do not get like the summer experience that everybody else gets. Um, He's just so busy and has so much work to do that he's often working at least six days a week. And you know, often all day long. Uh, So we don't, I feel like we don't get to enjoy summer quite as much as we used to when I was a teacher and he had a little more freedom. Um, With that being said, I've tried to embrace 
the fact that I do still have freedom and I've started trying to get out with my kids on bigger adventures solo. And I know that's going to get easier as they get older, but I've done a few camping trips with just me and the kids when my husband has gone up to our sister camp for a few days and that's been going really well. So I'm trying to make the best of it and just get our kids outside and doing fun adventures, even if dad can't come along. Yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a big thing. I mean, getting out and especially like camping just by yourself with the kids. That's awesome. So when you were thinking about doing that, um, how did you prepare yourself for that? Do you have any tips for getting out solo with the kids on those bigger adventures? So I feel like I was inspired by another podcast, the Run Wild My Child podcast. I listened to an episode with, I think her name is Coley. Um, and she get, she's been doing camping trips and road trips with her kids, I guess for like 10 years or something. And I thought, wow. you know what, I'll just start this now and we can build up as they get older. And so it's gone pretty well. Most of our trips have gone pretty well so far, but I think the most important thing I've learned is to just really simplify your setup when you're camping with your kids, especially if they're really little, because you're the one who has to set up everything and cook everything. And so I use a really simple four-person tent. I tried using an eight-person tent once, and it was an absolute nightmare trying to set up on my own. I was too (laughs) short to, like, reach it. Um, And I also have learned, like, you know, using paper plates is fine in this setting because I don't have the ability to drag both of my children with me to go over to the water source and get enough water to like wash all of the dishes. So just simplifying your camping setup and being okay with some disposable items has really made it a lot easier for me to camp on my own with them. You mentioned before that you and your husband met at a summer camp. Were Mm -hmm. you both working there and that's how you met? Yes. Yeah, so I went to a summer camp in Oklahoma for all of my childhood. And then I worked at that camp after I, when I started college. I was what they called the adventure specialist there. And so I ran all their offsite trips and their mountain biking program, their rock climbing, their rafting. Um, and then I wanted to try a camp in the mountains. I'd always wanted to live in the mountains. And so my program director at that camp suggested I apply to the camp in North Idaho. And I did, and I got hired there. And that's how I ended up meeting my husband. So there I was their offsite specialist, or I can't remember the job title, but I did their sailing camp, which I'd never sailed before, but They taught me how, and really it was more me being the one (laughs) setting up the camps was really more my job. They had someone who came in and actually knew how to sail. So I just was more the offsite kind of piece of that. And my husband was there and his role, he was on their program team and he ended up doing sailing camp um, with me. And that's when we started realizing that, you know, there was a little crush there and then it developed after summer into more of a relationship. So I 
love that. So I grew up going to camp as well and then worked at camp. And so I feel like we we could talk for days. <laughs> I love camp. So that's so fun. I love that you met there and you have that that in common. That's so much fun. So I'm curious because you have a lot of camp experience. You grew up going to camps and working at camps and now living at a camp. After all of that, what would what do you see as the value of camps like the one that you're living at for kids and or for families as well? I think for kids, uh, a big value in it is first of all, getting that outdoor experience. And it's really an immersive experience. You know, most of the time when you're at summer camp, you're outside, you know, pretty much the whole time, except for when you're sleeping in your cabin. So you get a lot of outdoor experience and you also more importantly, get to challenge yourself and stretch yourself in ways that you don't get to do uh, when you're at home. So for instance, doing challenge course um, activities where you have to do things that you might not think that you're able to do on a ropes course. And that feels really scary, but is actually in a safe environment. And, you know, you're on belay with someone who's trained to do that. But for you, it's a really great opportunity to grow as a child and to, you know, stretch yourself. And I think the same with any activity that you might be doing, whether that's canoeing or um, the rock climbing or mountain biking pieces, it just, is a great opportunity to grow. And also because you're away from your parents, you're able to kind of discover who you are in a new way that you might not get to in your home setting where you're comfortable. 100% agree. I love that. I think those are all amazing points. And I feel like when I think back on my own experiences going to summer camps, like those are some of the best memories of my entire childhood. And it's just like you're saying, there's so much growth and so many just fun new experiences, opportunities to learn new things and challenge yourself. So there's there's a lot of awesome stuff that can come from camp. Do you have any advice for parents who maybe they want to send their kid to a summer camp? What would you say, what would you look for in a camp that you were you know, thinking about sending a child to? You know, I think that whenever you're looking at a camp, you want to be able to ask even like what their accreditations are. There's a program called the American Camp Association. And so you can see whether they're meeting those standards of care and those standards of um, like how they're training their staff and how they're like doing protocols. And if they are an American Camp Association camp, then they're definitely trying to go above and beyond what is needed to be a safe and a positive growing environment for your kid. Uh, I also think that if you're looking for a camp in the time of COVID, um, looking for a camp that has like a really solid COVID policy. Um, uh, the camp that we live at here reduced capacity to half capacity just to make sure that we weren't going to be in a situation where there could be more chance of spread happening. And then also they made each cabin group more of its own little pod. Um, and everyone had to make sure that they didn't have any symptoms leading up for two weeks. Um, and then the pod kind of isolated if there was a breakthrough situation, it was only those kids who would have been exposed. 
Um, we also needed to have masks inside any buildings, um, except for whenever they were sleeping in their cabins. And I think just making sure that, you know, we're probably going to still be dealing with this next summer, making sure that if you're choosing a camp, that they have a plan in place for having safe conditions during COVID. Gosh, is, isn't that funny? Like a, a couple of years ago that this would be like 0% of the conversation, but it is I such know. a big thing yeah. now that we have to think about. And I will say that just as a parent, I so appreciate when like programs and you know facilities sh- share that information so that you know. I think that helps so much for me, like my comfort level like knowing what's going on, what the policy is, what plan is in place before I step in there so that I'm not yeah. coming in like totally surprised by what's going to be happening. Yeah. And trying to make sure that everybody can be comfortable with that setup too, you know, yeah. from someone who may have a few apprehensions sending their kid to camp in a regular year and then yeah. you know they're considering sending them during a pandemic, you know, you want to make sure that there's some sort of protocol in place that's going to keep your kids safe, whether that's safe canoeing or safe from a global pandemic. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. And, you know, I, I know that over the last year and a half or even a little bit longer, however long it's been now, um, you know, the outdoors has been such a sanctuary for people and just this place that they can go and they can be safe, you know, even more than in a regular year that you can go to feel peaceful and to reduce your stress and to just be with people in a way that's going to feel safe and comfortable. And so I love that camps are still there to be able yeah. to provide that that fun opportunity and that recreation for kids and so appreciate camps like yours that are doing that in thoughtful ways and ways that are you know, intentional and have a good plan in place. So yeah, absolutely. And I think also for adults, um, you know, we have seen a lot of adult groups come and they are like kind of more of their private events, but they're able to come out here. And these people who have been, you know, either working from home or dealing with, you know, all the stresses that we've been having during the pandemic are able to come here and just have like this quiet sanctuary away from all of the troubles and worries that they've been facing. And we've heard from a lot of our adult groups, even like just how thankful they are to be able to have this as a retreat space and to recharge and decompress from everything that's been going on. That sounds amazing. I want to go have adult camp. (laughs) This sounds awesome. Love it. Yeah. So how do you think, how does your camp home influence your time outside? Um, You know, do you think that you would be spending more or less time outside if you were living somewhere else or, you know, how does that influence you and your family? I think it definitely has increased our time outside just because my husband works here and we're home pretty frequently. Uh, Most days we're just, you know at least starting our day at home. And so, like I had mentioned earlier, it's just part of our daily routine that as soon as breakfast is done, we're getting dressed and we're heading out the door and we'll spend in nice weather, like the summertime, we'll spend a couple hours just outside playing in the mornings. And then as soon as 
they start getting hungry and, you know, it's time for the routine to continue on towards lunch and nap, then we'll start working our way back home. Uh, But we have such a great advantage for outdoor space and outdoor play opportunities. And I love big adventures. I love camping with my kids. I love the mountain biking with my kids and skiing with my kids and hiking. But there's something to be said just about making time each day to get outside and have some positive outdoor playtime. And that's one of the things I love most about living at a camp is it's just so easy to get outside and to just go play and have that freedom. Well, your kids are lucky to have such an awesome outdoor environment, and I am definitely a little bit envious. <laughs> um, so, Audrey, I one of the questions that I love asking everybody that comes on the show is, what is your favorite way to spend time outside? So my favorite way to spend out time outside um, is seasonal. I absolutely love downhill skiing. It's what I miss most about Utah. Um, And I just love the experience of skiing really good powder and having that adrenaline rush. And I've also loved as we've entered this new phase, like introducing that to our kids. Both of our kids were on snowboards at 15 months and 13 months. And so it's just been really fun to let our kids experience something that we're so passionate about as well. Um, And then in the summertime, I grew up mountain biking and I started in middle school. My dad got me my first mountain bike and I took a break from that for a while. And this last summer I've gotten back into it and it's just been so, oh, it's just been so like exhilarating and just really, has made me feel so alive to get back out on mountain biking trails. And we also have been bringing our kids on that. We have the kids right shotgun seats. And so to experience that like thrill of single track trail with my kids has been so much fun. I just love it. So those are my favorite ways to spend time outside as far as like what just like fills my cup for sure. It just makes me so excited to do both of those things. So very cool. I love just hearing all the different ways that people get outside and enjoy their time out there. Um, So it has been just so awesome to have you on and get to hear a little bit more of your story. And I have loved just following on with you and your podcast and all the great things you're doing. So, I mean, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, you know, being a part of this conversation and this just community of families that prioritizes their time outside. It's just been wonderful to hear and get to know you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. And I really appreciate this podcast and especially your emphasis on play. I think that's so important for parents to see that, you know, you d- while I just talked about how much I love the mountain biking pieces and the skiing, you don't have to do those things to get outside and to have a positive outdoor experience with your kids. It can be just as simple as having outdoor playtime. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you again, Audrey, for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I was so glad to finally have the chance to sit down and chat with Audrey. She is somebody that I have followed along with on Instagram and through podcasting since we were both just getting started. 
And so it was just a delight to hear a little bit more of her story. I hope that this was interesting for you as well. And if you want to follow along with Audrey's outdoor adventures and her blog and her podcast, you can find her at outdoorsyfamilies.com as well as on Instagram and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find me over on Instagram at Happy Outdoor Families, where I love to connect and chat and see what you're up to outside. No matter what your outdoor situation looks like, whether it's as amazing and as accessible as living on a summer camp, or it's a little bit more of a challenge, I hope that you find opportunities this week to have enjoyable and peaceful time outside. I can't wait to be back with you again next week. And until then, I will see you outside.